1: Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Plug me
3: up to the wall. He gets so crazy at times. It
4: sounds like... (laughs) You yell back
3: at your radio.
5: What are you talking about talking about? What
4: the
3: hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on The Fan. With Steve
6: Sparky Pfeiffer. Welcome in. It is Sparky's Midday Madness live from the Lakeland University Studios, leader in online education for more than 25 years, Lakeland.edu. All right, so coming up with today's show, gotta talk some more Brewers baseball because I'm excited about the Brewers. I know there's a lot of people that want to talk Packers lines. I get it. We've been talking about it all day in the station. But I, I, I want to get some more Brewers. So, Tim Muma from Brew Crew Ball joins us coming up here in about uh, 15 or so minutes. Also working on getting somebody on from Detroit. talk more about the Lions side of things we get ready for Packers and Lions on Monday night football uh, coming up tonight. And as I've been saying throughout the big show, and of course we'll have the Green and Gold Post game show with Gary Ellerson and Dan Plucker tonight. Presented by Lakeland University starting at 1030. So, once that game is done, they'll be on the air. Before they get on the air, Tim Allen will be on the air uh, doing the pillow windows indoors of Wisconsin postgame show after Brewers and Cardinals game one. Brewers cannot clinch the division tonight, uh, but they can get to within one game of clinching the division tonight if they can beat the Cardinals. Woodford against Peralta, the matchup tonight at American Family Field. I- I'm going to... Um, would vent be the word? I'm not really sure. But there's been something that's been irritating me a little bit. And it probably shouldn't irritate me. And it probably shouldn't get on my nerves. But it's it's driving me kind of batty when I see this. And I see it on social media. Like, I haven't really heard it per se from anybody, like, face to face. But I see it on social media constantly. And maybe Rami and Sam kind of do it on their, on their show. Maybe they have. I, I don't remember. Is it driving anybody else... A little batty about all of this um, over-the-top Bucks love uh, that that's been happening here since they won this thing. Is it? Is it? Does it drive you crazy? Because it's 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 really kind of getting on my nerves, right? Aaron Rodgers sucks. Packers suck. And I see. Well, Bucks won a championship at least. Yeah, Bucks in six. Listen, they won a championship. That's great. I'm very excited and hopefully they'll win another championship with Giannis at some point. Maybe it'll be this year and buck season will be here soon. No fear. But this whole we're just going to say bucks still want a championship every time something happens that we don't like. For instance, if the Brewers lose in the playoffs, are we still going to be saying, "Well, at least the Bucks want a championship." If the Packers lose the NFC championship game, are we still going to be saying, "Well, at least Bucks want a championship." It- it's it's really at some point this has to stop, right? I mean, at some point we all have to be like, all right, cool, Bucks won a championship, that's great, but let's move on. Like, a, we're in a different sport. This isn't Bucks lose to whoever in the playoffs next year. We go well, at least we won a championship last year. Okay, that I guess I, I don't think I'll be saying it, but that I can kind of get. But this whole wow, Bucks still won a championship. It has nothing to do with the Packers or Aaron Rodgers. It has nothing to do with the Brewers. And I understand all fans of all three teams. I get it fine. To, to, to me, it seems phony as hell. That that's what it seems like to me. It just seems totally phony, made up over the top. That's how it feels to me when I see this stuff. It's like, okay, we're just gonna act like it's not a big deal. Oh, Bucks and six. I'm not gonna get mad at sports anymore, ever again, the rest of my life, because the Bucks won a championship. I'm happy. Stop. Stop. I mean, if you are, if this made your life, and no matter what happens going forward, you're just gonna continue to say Bucks and six bucks won a championship, right? Your kid gets enough on his report card. I don't care. Bucks won a championship. You're good, Johnny. We're we're all good. Kid crashes your car. Oh, it's fine. Don't worry about it. We'll get it fixed up. Bucks won a championship. I'm good. I'm happy. It's all fine. I mean, how far are you gonna continue to take this and push this narrative? Doesn't drive anybody else nuts besides me. It's so over the top. Like, it was cute the first week or two after. Okay, fine. But now we're about to start a new season. Let's move on in our lives and get back to where we were. Again, Bucks have a bad first month. You want to go to that? It's the Bucs. They won the championship? Fine. You want to go back to that narrative if they lose in the playoffs? Fine. But this whole crossover thing, I don't. I don't get it. I do not understand it at all. Again, Dunbucks post game shows for 100 years, right? Been a part of it. Was part of that whole postseason run this year, including when they won the championship. One of the coolest things I've ever been a part of professionally. It was awesome. But enough is enough. You telling me if they lose to the Lions tonight, you are going to go, that's okay. They're 0 2. They lost to the Lions at Lambo. But hey, Bucks won a championship, I'm good. That's gonna be the response from some of you. Come on. I mean, seriously. I, I I don't I don't I don't get it. I don't understand it. I'd ask Plucker, but Plucker, let's see. When was the last time one of your teams won a championship? Pistons? Was that the last time? Yeah, the Pistons. So how long did that? Ca- I mean, did you allow it to cross over into other sports? Like, hey, Pistons won a championship. I don't care that the Lions are 0-16. I mean, and how long does that euphoria carry over? And does it carry over in other sports? Like clearly, it is with box fans mm-hmm. right
5: now. I mean, honestly, I was like eight, oh, so, so you were. I was still know. a little kid when it when it did happen. Um, so I have not experienced a championship in my adult lifetime. So I don't know how long it would truly last for me. I, I really don't. I mean, I've I've had teams get to the World Series, get to. Um, you know the championship in NCA for the basket for basketball. Michigan has gotten there a few times, but I, I have not witnessed one of my teams actually win this thing in a while. Now, I will also consider myself a Milwaukee Bucks fan, so I do feel this high and and this excitement for the Bucks winning a championship as well. And and I I'm kind of on the opposite side of things here, Sparky. I I I like positivity. Oh, and I know I, you and do. I, yes. and I enjoy this. you and Tim Allen are the most positive people <laughs> on this station by far. Yeah, and and I enjoy. Enjoy this um, excitement and, and remembering. Because this was only two months ago. It's not like this happened three, four years ago. Yes, at that point, I would say, okay, guys, like let's move <laughs> on. It's been a couple years now. But the fact of the matter is it, the, it's – The it's, whole
6: it's, thing going over and bleeding over it in other sports. Uh, that's does matter, though. That, that's right. I'm telling you right now, if you call into any show I'm on – uh, tomorrow, they lose to the Lions. I'm hanging up on you. Immediately, as soon as you say, hey, they lost, but Bucks it gone. You won't even get six out. You'll be gone that quick. <laughs> I'm not going to listen to it anymore.
5: I've had my fill. Enough is enough. The thing is, I think so many Wisconsin sports fans, with, with how tumultuous this offseason was with Aaron Rodgers, already started – pushing the Packers kind of out of their mindset like to a degree yes like they were sick of because it because all that they were getting was negative from sure. from the Packers and, yes and from the Brewers and Bucks it was all positive yes. all the time you know the Brewers just kicking everybody's butt and then the Bucks winning the championship how
6: about this Plucker instead of saying hey Bucks win a championship how about this Brewers are in first place go in the playoffs like, that's cool. That's relevant. We're in the season. You are going to blast. Hey, Brewers are going to win the World Series. I'm good that the Packers lost the Lions. I'm fine. All right. No problem. I still got the Brewers. I get it. That damn season has been done for, like you said, two months. now. Less than 60 things- days, Sparky. I understand. Yes, it's it less feels than 60 al- days it, of celebration. It feels a lot longer it's than fresh. that. It's fresh. To me, it feels a lot longer than two months. To me, it feels like it's been a year at least. <laughs> Maybe that's because of my life off on- outside of radio. But either way, it feels a long, long time ago to me. So for me, it feels a lot longer than two months, and it feels like this has been nonstop in your face on social media about well, it doesn't matter they lose ah, Bucks are champions. Oh, by the way, <laughs> did you know three and a half weeks ago in twelve hours the Bucks won a championship? Hey, did you know fifty-eight days and thirty-six seconds ago the jeez, well, oh my how god, how long? Have, have,
5: but the thing is, how long have Milwaukee sports fans been waiting for a championship? I've been
4: here the whole I time. I know you man. have,
5: which is why I'm like kind of surprised <laughs> that you here. are thinking this way. The whole because, time because you actually got I suffered to... through the fifteen win season and everything <laughs> I know. else. So that's so exactly. That's exactly Anybody why you should the celebrate afraid. the championship for as long as you can. Celebrate it. And Bask in it. We, Enjoy it. Listen. Instead of c- telling people to shut up oh. because they're, they're continuing Come their celebration. On. Stop. Listen.
6: Okay. Let, let's see. What? How about this? How about I take this analogy? So you and, you're and you married, right? Yeah. You and your wife. Okay. Y'all got married. You're newlyweds the first year, right? If something bad happens in that first year, Right, Like, I don't know, you totally your car, you both lose your job, whatever. How, how many people are going, yeah, but babe, man, that wedding was awesome. It was great. It was such a great day, man. I know we have no money and we just ruined our car, but hey, that wedding we spent 20 grand on, that was amazing. No, you're you're like just depressed. Yeah, we're married. That's great, but holy crap! Now we got this to deal with. To me, that's my mindset. Like that was awesome. That was cool. I can't wait to play the Nets and Ring Night, which I think is a screw job by the NBA. But either way, so you you're gonna get the rings now. Ted Davis better get one, and you're gonna go through all of this. And fine, then we'll talk Bucks, and we'll get back on board. I'm telling you right now, even when the Bucks get going, Packers are still gonna be out in front. And then on top of it, the Brewers may be still in the playoffs when the Bucks get going too. So you're going to have Packers, Brewers playoffs going for a World Series, which I think they can do. Right. Uh, And then the Bucks will get started back up again. And that's fine. Ring night, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about whatever happens in that Nets game that night or whatever. And then after that, they're going to kind of take a back seat again until we get further down the line. And because again, the regular season just isn't going to mean as much outside of, you know, games against the Nets games against the Lakers, games against teams you think the Bucs could face later in the postseason. But with all due respect to your Pistons, I don't care. I don't care what happens in the Bucks pistons game. I don't. I don't care what happens in the Bucks bulls game. I don't care. They could lose to the Bulls. I will not care. It will not mean any, a, a thing at all at the end of the day. I will only care about games against big teams you could face later, one. Two, health of the Bucs organization as far as team, making sure everybody is healthy come postseason. And then... Will they beat the Nets in the postseason? Because outside of that in the East, I don't think there's anything else. Maybe the Heat. Maybe. If they can stay healthy. But, I mean, Kyle Lowry's old. They've added some, some P.J. Tucker, another old guy. So we'll see if they can stay healthy. Sorry. If I angered and pissed off a lot of you, I apologize. But I had to get that off my chest. It's been driving me, like, for the last two weeks – I'd like, I'm not going to say it on the air. I'm not going to vent on the radio. Just keep it yourself, Sparky. Don't make everybody mad. Just hush, hush, hush. Let people have their fun. And I finally have had it. I, so there. Boom. There you go. Now it's out there and y'all can do with what you want with it. Uh, like me or not. Uh, coming up next, we will talk with Tim Muma. Uh, from Brew Crew Ball, looking forward to talking some Brewers baseball, and then Jeff Rieger nine one one Rieger will join us coming up in about twenty minutes from the ticket in Detroit. That's all straight ahead here on Sparky's Midday
0: Madness. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
6: Welcome in. Sparky's Midnight Madness on 1250 AM. The fans, Steve Sparky, Fiverr with you. Game day. Game day tonight between the Packers and Lions. We're going to go post-game show immediately following that one with Dan Plucker and Gary Ellerson tonight, presented to you by Lakeland University. Before that, Brewers game show around 9.30 or so. Tim Allen will be on the air pellet windows and doors of Wisconsin Post Game Show. Hey, don't forget, football season is back, and the place to be catch all the action, create your own sporting action, is Q Club of Wisconsin. Not only do they have plenty of TVs to watch the games on, but you can play your own games in their huge entertainment game room. We're talking indoor bocce ball, pool tables, lots of pool tables ping pong, foosball, darts, you name it, they got it at Q Club of Wisconsin. Especially if you're looking for some place to go tonight, man, you will have a ton of fun. Plus, great food, loaded burgers, wraps, wings, plus their Wednesday and Friday fish fries piled up. With all the extras. Visit their Facebook page or WI.com for menu and updates. Q Club of Wisconsin, North Grandview Boulevard, in Waukesha, joining us now on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, friend of the show is Tim Mooma from Brew Crew Ball. Follow him on Twitter at Tim underscore Mooma. Tim, thank you so much.
2: Appreciate it, Sparky. Love to talk brewers amongst, uh, I assume, a lot of Packer talk today. So i uh, yes. to talk some baseball. Yeah. And
6: so <laughs> when they gave me the Sparky's Midday Madness show, my boss said, you can do whatever the heck you want for that hour. <laughs> and I said, you're going to regret that, but I'll take you up on it. That's fine. Uh, so you know I have like Keith Tozer on, and we talk U.S. soccer after they play, and whatever I want. He said I could do. So I, I like that, that 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 deal. How old are you, Tim Muma?
2: I am thirty-nine years
6: of age, sir. Thirty-nine. Did you ever think that you would see four consecutive postseason berths in a row from this Brewers team at any point in your life?
2: I can't say, honestly, I ever would have thought that. And I've, I've told probably a million people at this point how spoiled my kids are, how I didn't get to see a playoff game until I was 26. Yep. Meanwhile, while they're 12 and 16, and they've seen uh, you know too many to count, which I'm happy for them. I love that they get to enjoy this stuff. But, man, uh, never could have dreamed that it would be a, a regular thing. And, and really this year to, to feel legitimately like a World Series is uh, at least within their grasp, uh, despite the, some of the challenges it's still facing.
6: Wait a second. So your birth spurned the twenty six year playoff drought for the Brewers.
2: Um, I was technically born before the World Series in eighty two, <laughs> so I think I think somehow I was good luck. Um, as far as the drought goes, I think there is a lot to blame to go around. I that is true. Anybody in particular? Yes, <laughs> that is true.
6: Hey Tim, let's talk about this uh, this Brewers team here. Uh, a lot of people talking about, and I don't understand it, Rami Makloff, God bless him last week, is talking about, oh, I don't really want to play the Cardinals in the playoffs, man. I don't want to play the... Listen, the, there's this is not a Larusa led team. They don't have the star power that they had before. The guys that have been there forever, that always hurt you. The only guy left... Uh, playing is Yadier Molina. The rest of these guys have all kind of changed out. Well, I guess Wayne Wright was there, but for the most part, these guys have all changed out. It's not the same Cardinal team, and this is definitely not the same Brewers team. This Brewers pitching staff far better than any other team that's faced the Cardinals in the playoffs uh, in the past. I guess I look at the Cardinals, and I don't, I don't get too concerned if they have to face the Cardinals in the NLCS.
2: No, I don't I don't worry about it either. I'd much rather face them than especially the Dodgers. The Dodgers are still the, the team to beat, in my view, regardless if they end up winning the division or not. And the Giants are far more talented than people want to give them credit for, and uh, more so than the Cardinals. So I, I think it comes down for people, they just, if it gets to the NLCS again with the Cardinals, it's more of a of a fear that just, you know, again, the Cardinals get to go over us. Like, losing to the Cardinals somehow is worse than losing to any other team to get to the World Series, and it's not. And, and I agree that with you that, Playing the Cardinals, heck, I think that would be a gift because then you're facing maybe the third most talented team that is in the playoffs besides our fourth most behind the Brewers, too. So I I would welcome it 100% because it means, A, the Brewers are in the NLCS, and, B, they are the, to me, heavy favorites to beat them. And like you said, goes to the past or whatever. It is not the same team on either side of the port.
6: When we talk about uh, this Brewers team uh, going into the postseason, a guy like Jackie Bradley Jr. has been, you know, god awful uh, mm-hmm. at the plate uh, in the month of September. Do you think he ends up with a postseason roster spot?
2: Yeah, I do, 100. Uh, percent For one, you don't need all the arms that you necessarily would have, you know, even down the stretch here in the bullpen. And for two, look, I mean, the Brewers—if they're going to be successful—it's going to be largely on pitching and defense. And you get to the eighth, ninth inning, one-two run lead, it's going to be better to have. Kane and jackie Bradley jr out there along with either Yelich or Garcia depending on you know situations um you know you don't want him to be up in any particular important spot uh you know to pinch hit unless he's kind of like your last uh, last straw off the bench but um he can still be in his pinch runner too you know maybe vogel back or, or somebody Pena, gets on base and that you need a speedster at least he he brings that element and you know he'll he'll bring some veteran savvy and experience not necessarily that it's going to be Portrayed on the field all the time, but you know it's important to have those guys in the dugout, especially when you have some younger players experiencing some of this for the first time. So I think 100, percent he's on the roster because he can be valuable in very specific circumstances, and uh, you just never know. He can come up with that big hit, come up with that big play, uh, you know, be uh, have an important run scored in the game. Um, when you get to the, the postseason, and every game is, you know, it's it's super hypersensitive as far as how much uh, each game is worth. Um, he has some value there. It's just going to have to be on a very particular, specific situation that council changes. Well, the
6: other thing is Ken can Lorenzo can't actually stay healthy? I mean, he makes an outstanding catch this weekend where he's got his arm extended, hits the wall, and then right. as he bounces off the wall, bounces straight back onto his back, onto the onto the ground itself, uh, took the wind out of him and bruised him up pretty good here. For me, that's the other part about this is, can Cain stay healthy through the postseason? And be a factor for this team.
2: Yeah, I mean, when I saw that, you know, I, that is always a worry with Kane. And of course, every time he goes down, he he gets up like he's an 80 year old man, and I think that's part of his his game. He just likes to play it that way. But uh, I think that is, to me, that's really the only concern I have with the Brewers really from now to the playoffs is just making sure a guy like him does stay healthy because the drop off could be so big, especially looking at offensively. Uh, you know, Taylor is on his way back, hopefully here and. Uh, he can provide you know some some help there as well but uh but yeah if you have to go into the postseason thinking that uh, jbj or at some point in the playoffs he's going to be a starter for you it definitely going to hurt the offense and that may force him to make different decisions with the lineup when it comes to first and third base so uh there, there could definitely be a domino effect with that and and i would i would think you know kane at this point he'll he'll push and and i think uh if it was the postseason like he wouldn't have come out in that game and I think uh, it's just a little bit different right now because of the position the Brewers are in. They can really play it safe.
6: Another guy that uh, has served a role over the course of time with this Brewers team and a fan favorite, even though he's not an everyday player. Manny Pena comes up with a multiple home run game over the weekend and helps them get a win. Uh, and he is another guy that, you know, I don't know if he'll be here past this year and we'll have to find somebody else uh, to go with Omar Narvaez. But he has come up with big moments in Brewers history.
2: He really has. And, you know, you mentioned the fan favorite part. I, you know, I, I love the guy too. And obviously I don't know him personally, but just everything you see and hear from him, he, he's always from the beginning seemed super grateful to get in the position he's in, which has mostly been a career backup. He seems to be a really great teammate. He's ready to go at a moment's notice. Like you said, he comes up with big hits. He's fantastic defensively. Um, you know, I think a lot of people kind of almost relate to him a little bit because you know, he's not a superstar. He's not an even an everyday player. And it's a guy that Really has grinded his way through uh, his career and really made a nice career for himself and and uh, kind of put his his footprint on Milwaukee and the Brewers organization and I I really feel great for him anytime he has success and um, you know he, he seems to play with a lot of a lot of joy and I think that helps him where you know I, it's helpful I think for young players just to see like you're not always going to play but when you do be ready hop in there and, and and make an impact and that's what he does so it's again when you're looking at World Series type championship teams. Guys like that are important, you know those those role players and and guys who uh, who are just ready to jump in and, and take the reins when need when they need to.
6: Talk with Tim Muma from Brew Crew Ball. Follow him on Twitter at Tim underscore Muma. Any concern about Boxberger in the back end of this bullpen?
2: Yeah, I'd be lying if I didn't have a little bit. Um, you know, he he obviously has had success in his career in the past. This year, he's he's been phenomenal. You know, for the most part, and and you know how it goes with relievers they can they can lose it for a couple days a week, and it, it looks. Like the end of the world because a guy like him or Hayter Williams, you know, you're pitching in such high-leverage situations, and of course in the playoffs, it's, it's like uh, you know a hundred times fold. Um, so I I'd be lying if I was a little bit concerned. Uh, obviously of those three guys, he's the one I would worry most about losing it, so to speak. Um, but you know, it's a it, it, it's a little bit of a weird period again where they're trying to amp themselves up for some of these games. That uh, yeah, they want to win. They haven't clinched the vision yet, but. Um, you know, it's going to be a little bit different feel when you actually get into the postseason. I think the big thing, you know, and, I, and it's tough, um, but if he does struggle maybe even in the postseason a little bit, do you look elsewhere, um, even though he's been so good all year, do you look elsewhere in some big situations before you get to Williams and Hayter just because maybe he's had in a slump or maybe he's you know lost something because he's pitched so many innings this year, uh, kind of a la... Jeremy Jefferson 2018. I mean, that was your horse, and Council kept going to him, but he really struggled in the playoffs, and it hurt Milwaukee. So I think that becomes the tough call for Council and, and the organization. Um, if some of that still starts to happen in the playoffs, do you, do you go away from what's worked, or do you uh, get away from what would be seen as a, kind of a cold hand? Pose?
6: Let's talk about that playoff scenario All with right. this pitching staff. <laughs> so you've got your front three. You know that. So who is your fourth starter if you determine to go that way, which I think Council will to, to save arms? and then who ends up being that guy that goes to the bullpen uh, that's a starter because you've got Ashby, you've got Lauer, you've got Hauser, you've got somebody's going to get left out of this mix, I think, uh, and then somebody will get to be that fourth starter, and the other guy will end up in the bullpen.
2: Yeah, I think the fourth starter definitely is going to come down to Lauer and Hauser and mostly a matchup thing. Uh, Hauser, in his career especially, has mostly struggled against lefty. I think he's been better this year if you look at the numbers. Um, and Lauer's been pitching extremely well, um, especially against have, the NL West. Yeah, yeah, you know, that's true too. <laughs> um, but, you know, looking at that first series, assuming it's going to be Atlanta, unless Philly catches them or the Mets, which is not happening, you know, obviously. Yeah, um, you know, that'll. I think that'll play a big factor. Um, just just finding out which matchups work better. I I personally like Hauser out of the bullpen better than than Lauer because you can match him up against Rays. You can he can come in and get that ground ball because he uh, he will get some double play balls for you. So. I personally would lean toward Lauer right now. Um, and uh, as far as Ashby goes, I think he's just your, he's your big weapon, kind of like you used Woodruff and Burns back in 2018, yep. um, coming out of the bullpen. And, you know, he's got filthy stuff. And I just, I'm super excited to see him going forward. But, you know, you don't know what he's going to bring in the playoffs again, young kid. He, um, but if he just, if he could be pitching like he is now, the Brewers are, are really just in a great position to, you know, even if they have a starter that only pitches three, four innings or they need to get him out of there. If you can have him bridge the gap, that's that's a huge benefit going forward.
6: Yeah, I totally agree, 100% on that one. Uh, one last thing for you uh, before we get out of here. Christian Yelich, what have you made of, of what you've seen out of him here in the last couple of weeks?
2: Yeah, I mean, I've had so many conversations, I mean, personally with friends and teammates and you know, the other coaches I know and stuff, and it's it definitely seems like a mischief. I mean, the one thing everybody agrees on is he's just hitting way too many ground balls. That's what it comes down to. Um, you know, when he was so good in 18 and 19, he had – really uh, dropped that ground ball percentage where he was getting the ball in the air, more line drives, and, and I think most people know how he's not into the launch angle uh, theory, um, but that's hurting him a lot. Even when he's hitting balls hard, unfortunately, if they're on the ground, they're more likely to be fielded and more likely to, to create out. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if the back still causes some issues, maybe with his bat speed. I still think maybe in his head a little bit with his, uh, with his knee and that causes him to, to maybe try to, you know, fly open on balls a little bit more so he doesn't get busted inside. I mean, I, there could be a hundred different things and on top of just hitting this hard, but, uh, you know, you hope he can get hot. If he doesn't, I do think council has some decisions to make because you really do have a legitimate five hitters that are better than him and you want those guys getting the most plate appearances. So, um, you know, depending on how, Christian feels about that. If they have those conversations, if he's still not no producing. If you're not producing in that way though, I mean I'm
6: telling you, no chance. I'm with you. I've been saying the same thing for over a month. No chance. You mark my words. He'll hit two or three every game of the playoffs, no matter how
2: bad he is. Mark yeah, I mean, my I, words. I get it. I get it. And I, I can't necessarily argue. Because again, he's here so.
6: long term. So if you anger him here, you've got him for another several years. And I counsel's gonna be here with him. So he's gotta no. he's gotta, he's gotta weigh that out.
2: I get that. I get that. I just, you know, maybe we maybe we think about, maybe I think about this too much, that a player like Gelich is a little bit different where he can put his ego aside to try to win a championship. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm giving him too much credit. But, you know, look, Council, one thing, as much as he's great as a, a manager on the field and, you know, managing bullpen, that kind of stuff, it's how he handles the clubhouse that really puts him above a lot of other managers. So I'm sure... If they haven't had that conversation, or they're thinking about it, or if he thinks it's not worth it, then you know I think at this point you got to trust him. Yeah. And either you hope Christian you know does enough to contribute in that spot, or that uh, you know it just isn't that big of a factor. And I know I know council's not a big believer in line construction, so it, you're probably right. It probably isn't gonna gonna make a difference in his mind. Um, and I think the good thing is the Brewers in general they have a very balanced lineup, especially when you look at what they've done the second half of the season. So. I say, uh, you know, shoot for four runs a game, rely on that pitching, and uh, I'll take my chances in October.
6: I'm with you. Tim Muma. Brew Crew Ball. Follow him at Tim underscore Muma. As always, thanks so much for coming on, man.
2: I appreciate it, Sparky. Take care.
6: Take care. There he is. Tim Muma on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. If apply for home renovation loan. As you're feeling anxious, well, breathe. And let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started at GreatMidwestBank.com. Jeff Rieger from The Ticket in Detroit will give us his thoughts on this Detroit Lions team. We'll see if he's a more positive about the Lions than Dan Plucker was earlier in the Wendy's Big Show. Somehow I doubt it, but we'll find out. Coming up next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. Welcome in Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The Fan, live from the Lakeland University Studios, the leader in online education for more than 25 years. Lakeland.edu. Another fun, fun show. Today, thanks again, Tim Muma, for uh, joining us earlier. Uh, Always have fun talking with him from Brew Crew Ball. And if you missed anything that happened on the uh, Wendy's Big Show earlier today, you can always go to BigShowNetwork.com. BigShowNetwork.com. Or download that Odyssey app, which is something else that you can obviously always do as well. A-U-D-A-C-Y. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Uh, and go through and listen to any of the past shows or whatever the case uh, may be. Uh, any of the past interviews like Corbin Burns from last week uh, or tomorrow. Don't forget, we have Ross Tucker on the show. Looking forward to it. Uh, our Odyssey NFL insider. He'll join us at 1035. Joining us now uh, is this guy right here.
0: Boycott this team.
6: Boycott this team. Yep, there he is. Jeff Rieger joins us now. for uh, from my famous post-game show. Hey, what do you think, man? I mean, this, this they went out and won a championship, Rieger. How about that?
0: I got to tell you, Sparky, like, we couldn't process my voice back then? Come on. You know, the, the radio has the ability to change a guy's voice. You guys should have done that for me. I could have been big time in Milwaukee. We, we
6: have <laughs> this. We have, right, we have this as well. I shit my legs. You shave your legs. I shave my legs. Do you still shave your legs, Rieger?
0: Uh, Yeah, every now and then. It makes me feel good. I actually just got out of the shower, you know?
6: You do? Okay, how about this? I have very sensitive skin. You have sensitive skin, Rieger?
0: I I have something called subarion. It's kind of like rosacea, but you need cream for it, so that's accurate, too. What else you got?
6: (laughs) I don't know. I'm just going through all the stuff that I've got on Rieger in your, uh, your little folder here at the radio station. How about this? Downtown. They called you downtown Jeff Rieger back in the day, didn't they, Rieger?
0: They did. they did. You know, when I was a single man, I liked to mingle downtown Milwaukee. <laughs> I, did. I
6: did. You well, mingled I a lot water. on Water Street. Yes. Rieger and Water Street knew each other very, very well back in the day. Uh, Rieger, so tell me about this Lions team. Uh, is it going to drive you and other Lions fans to possibly drink tonight after you watch this game?
0: Well, Mark. Yeah, I like to start off by saying, like, who cares what happens to the Packers? Like, honestly, you guys just won an NBA title, and you guys are going to the postseason and won the NL Central. Is it really the worst thing in the world that Aaron Rodgers is sabotaging you? You
6: understand I mean, something, Rieger? Hold on a second. Tell me the last Hall of Fame quarterback you had in Detroit. I'll wait.
0: Um, Bobby Lane in the '50s. Good. I think.
6: So, Ralph, relative... to Hall of Fame, You might have been. So right. So I mean, relatively recent. So for the <laughs> Packers. You know, you've had a Hall of Fame quarterback in Brett Favre. You got a Super Bowl. I went to two, got one. Rodgers follows that. It's like a miracle, like winning the lottery, back-to-back Hall of Fame quarterbacks. You go to one Super Bowl, you win that. Now, odds are you will not see another Hall of Fame quarterback maybe the rest of my life in Green Bay, more than likely. (laughs) Jordan Love maybe is a Hall of Famer, but... When this ends, it could be a very, very long time for Packer fans going forward before they see anything even close to what they've seen in Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. That's why I think this means a lot to Green Bay fans, because this could be it after this year.
0: No, I actually happen to agree with you. I was talking to a producer before, and he told me you went on a rant about Green Bay fans that said, ah, we just won a championship without cares?" You know, you have to be crazy and a little silly, maybe a little moronic, if you don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to go out today and shove it down the lion's throat as he normally does, not to mention he's got added motivation. He had to live an entire week of hearing how he doesn't care. Yep. Body language is awful. He doesn't want to be in Green Bay. He doesn't care about fans. doesn't care about the legacy. He doesn't care about the team. So I would be truly shocked if we don't see a bloodbath. It spreads up to 12. It continues to climb. And, you know, the other thing, Sparky, it's kind of like a tournament team. It's kind of like that one versus 16, unless you happen to be Virginia against UNBC that one year. This is the ultimate tonic for Green Bay, a Lions team that has no receivers, that has a bum quarterback, that doesn't know if their number one running back is going to play, has issues all around the defensive line as well, and by the way, are just putrid. So oh, if you don't win by three touchdowns, I'd be shocked.
6: But Rieger, this is the one thing. Jeff Rieger, uh, again, check him out. 97 won the ticket. You can listen on your Odyssey app for that as well. By the way, how do you have 25,000 followers and you're not verified? What, what is that all about?
0: I'm, I'm fighting the Twitter power. I don't want to be verified.
6: You don't want to be what you, verified?
0: What do you What do you have to do to be verified? I don't even know.
6: I I, I am verified. I, I don't know, though. I, I don't have an I, answer do you do? for you.
0: You got to send an email like, 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 it's a blue check mark right
6: it's a blue check mark they say i i don't know the importance of it either i don't think it's a big deal one way or the other i just normally people with that many followers like you have uh are automatically verified because they have that many followers but so i don't Do understand think,
0: like i kind of feel like i trash Matt stafford a lot and I trashed, like, Jim Harbaugh a lot. Maybe the people at Twitter really like those two people. No. So saying, verify me.
6: No, they they, they really like Bo Ryan, and your Bo Ryan-Izzo argument back in the day. You just hacked him off, and they were done with you. I think that's what yeah, it was. one
0: guy's still around. One guy isn't, Sparky. Although one guy did make a national title game since I went out and said he was overrated. But, you know, it is what it
6: is. It is what it is. Jeff Rieger, uh, 97 won the ticket. I, I want to bring, bring this up uh, to your attention. Yeah. I said this earlier to Dan Plucker, uh, our producer, because obviously wearing his Lions hat today proudly, and he wears it like every day. So he's not a or He's there every day, no matter how bad they are. And we know this. In the Packers locker room before this game at Lambeau Field tonight, it's going to be business as usual, just a headphones, people getting ready for the game. In that Lions locker room, you're going to have Dan Campbell in there going, hey, man, they call us losers. You want to be winners? You beat this damn team. They think this team is all that. They all think Aaron Rodgers is going to come out here and kick your tail end in tonight and throw for 300-some-odd yards. He's going to have these boys in a lather before this game gets kicked out, before they run out there. And to me, that's going to be a big moment in the beginning of this game because if the Lions can come out and throw a punch and land it and get up early on this Packers team – That's going to be huge, not only for their confidence, but maybe for this Packers team if they're trailing early at home and that crowd gets taken out of it.
0: Uh, Sparky, I don't hate the opinion. I just think there's one big thing you're missing. Their talent.
6: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and Plucky, their talent.
0: they, they, They have very bad talent. And if you look at this team, you know, I know a lot of people want to point to last week how the Lions covered against the Niners and had a chance to win it on their last possession and didn't. The only reason they were put in that position is because the Niners went in cruise control and Jimmy G already hopped on a flight back to the Bay Area before they called it back. He didn't
6: even get a credit for fighting back, Rieger. They could have just folded up shop and just
0: played it out and got killed.
6: They fought all the way back. They deserve some credit for that.
0: Sparky, look what you're saying. You're a bunch of young athletes at the NFL level. And I got to give you credit for fighting hard. Listen, I'm not trashing them. I'm not trashing them. Nobody expected this team to win. They're not going to win. It's very possible they go 0-17. They're not favored in a single game that they play this year. With that being said... I'm not going to go with that, oh, moral victory, guys. You came back and made the post against the Niners. I think it's going to be more of the same. Fine. (laughs)
6: I'll give you an example, Rieger, of what I'm talking about. The 76ers, Philadelphia 76ers, when they went through that process of building everything, right, and they got Joel Embiid, and we're going to suck, and whatever, they played hard every night no matter what, trying to do it the right way. If you can get your guys to do that in Detroit under Dan Campbell, regardless of what the record is, that's positive in building culture, I think, going forward.
0: Oh, I totally agree, and I'm not saying that can't happen. In fact, I definitely think that could happen, but I don't think it changes the outcome of tonight because I think what you're undervaluing is Aaron Rodgers. What you're undervaluing is that dude in that body with that crazy new haircut. He's got a little gray in his beard, too, who is here. Nothing but he's done. He's quit. He hates his team. He hates life, and he wants to go host Jeopardy. I mean, I think that's a hell of a lot more powerful than anything Dan Campbell can give this team. Now, I'm not saying saying it's going to be a blowout, But I would expect the Packers to cover this game. I think when push comes to shove, when you look at this Lions team, they are going to be the punching bag, unfortunately, for a lot of other teams around the NFL. But that's okay. It is okay because you want to get some high draft picks. You hope that the Rams suck, which they don't look like they do. That first-round pick improves. And you build this team, and in two, three years, hopefully wow. you got something respectable. It's just going to be bad this year. Stafford and has to stay
6: healthy, though, because if he doesn't stay healthy, then that, that Rams record will will fall back to where you want it to be as a Lions fan. Can they get a pass rush on this Packers offensive line that wasn't necessarily all that great last week, especially the rookie Royce Newman? Can they generate a pass rush and drop everyone back and at least make Rodgers have to work his way down the field by, you know, Dinkin' and Duncan?
0: I don't hate their offensive line. Brockers and Flowers are questionable if they play. I would say you got a better chance of doing just that. McNeil and Williams seem to be healthy. they got some depth, believe it or not, on that defensive line, so we wait and see. I don't hate their linebackers either. And when I say I don't hate, I don't think they're awful. I just don't think they're fantastic. So I do believe this is going to be – and Aaron Rodgers said it this week. He said, listen, when you're young in the secondary, I'm going to throw a shot. And when you're looking at Awarie and Harris and Walker and Melifanu, these are all guys under the age of 25. Unfortunately, they just lost Jeff Okuda. He was struggling regardless. Like, this is a game where I think Aaron Rodgers does have some time, and if he's got some time, he picks the Lions apart. So even if you get some pressure... I unfortunately think the Lions' secondary is going to struggle. I Let's
6: hope you all are right because I, I, I said before, Lions, Packers, they blow up this Lions team. Everybody feels better. Packers barely beat this Lions team. Packer fans are going to treat it like a loss. The Packers lose to the Lions. I'm moving. So there you go. Rieger, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. 97 won the ticket. Always entertaining. Always fun. Jeff, thank you so much. See hey you, guys. Good luck. Uh, you know, go Brewers. Gold Brewers, exactly. They're going to win this thing. You'll see. There yeah, he is, Jeff Rieger on the Great Midwest Bank hotline. I'm applying for a home renovation loan? As you're feeling anxious, breathe. I'll let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com. Blogger, I know you're a big Detroit guy. Do you uh, do you ever stream and listen to our sister station, The Ticket, uh, on the Odyssey app? Ever? Yeah, occasionally.
5: Do I you? Do a, a couple different times here and there. But that's the nice thing. They're also like the the radio affiliate for like the Tigers, and I think the Red Wings are right. on there too, and the the Lions are on uh, uh, their news station out there. I believe that's also so, an intercom or an Odyssey station, I should say. So is it just like a state of depression twenty four seven on that station? Uh, at this point now, yeah, I'd say so. It's just a lot of, well, hopeful for college sports. Michigan, Michigan State. Um, Michigan State, when I've no. I've been listening about those different things. Well, Tucker's got that team playing so far early. And Harbaugh's with Michigan has been really good the first three weeks of the yeah. season, too. Now they haven't played really anybody, but no. we'll, we'll see. that It'll all change next week when they come here to Wisconsin. Are they off this week, or do they have somebody this Uh week? They play Rutgers this week, so it so might that as well be count on either.
6: Week. That right. I don't count either. All right. Yeah, Michigan State's better than I thought for sure. Michigan, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. They've already got injuries they're dealing with uh, for the Wolverines. All right, see Sparky, 5 for Dan Plucker, other side of the glass. It is Sparky's Midday Madness. The guy who I saw do comedy over the weekend. Rami Makoff at the Improv over the weekend. Many of you saw him, or at least Saturday night. It was the damn near 400 people there when I was there Saturday night with Kay. Uh, So we'll talk to Romney about his weekend at the Improv and hanging out with Jay Moore all weekend. Do that coming up next. Hey, this segment brought to you by Jim Dandy, South 27th Street in Oak Creek. Cheer on the green and gold tonight. Tonight, free food at halftime. Free food at Jim Dandy's at halftime. Raffles, free touchdown shots. Those are the best. Plus, it's all-you-can-eat ribs for $21.99. Damn. Did you hear what I said? That rib special, isn't that normally on Wednesdays? Isn't the I thought the rib special was on Wednesdays. Well, they're having it tonight. All-you-can-eat ribs for $21.99. Maybe it is on Mondays. I don't know. So that's tonight, plus free food at halftime. Follow him on Facebook. Jim Danny, South 27th Street in Oak Creek. You haven't been there since the new ownership came in and redid the inside. You're missing out. Go check them out. Rami off next.
1: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
6: All right, the star of the fan joins us now, Rami Makloff. He is here, the Rami Show, uh, coming up next, 3-6. to six. I knew him back when, and now shooting star... Man, he is making. Shut up! It.
4: Shut up! He's making. Shut it. up! You know I'll never be you the was, star of the fan as long know, as Gary you, Ellerson and Leroy Butler walk these yes, halls. Yes, that's true, right? But they're going to be gone sooner or later. They're getting old.
6: <laughs> but but either way, what we what we talk about, you, Rami, Um, th- th- this is the thing. So, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna tell everybody what I what I said when I was there. So, never been to the Improv before. Never Ain't that a
4: beautiful heard. place, dude?
6: Not to mention, I never even heard of the damn improv yeah, no, prior to you. So, this improv thing is a big thing. It's a brick wall. woo Okay. So, fine. So, Kay and I, we go down there. My, the lovely other in my life. We go we go down there to, the, to there, and I was like, all right, where are we going to... Man, all these places down there.
4: Corners dude, of Brookfield. Whatever it is. Nice spots, yeah. Packed. All these places are crazy. So, I was like... There were a lot of people uh, there. right? CJ Moore.
6: So, we pulled up, uh, had, a, had a quick drink, uh, and then we... Software interest store. We're like, oh, that's cool. So we go to the furniture store.
4: And God, guys, you like, are old people. Oh, I've man. never I've Very never so. walked past a furniture store and been like, oh, let's walk in there and see It was see the only
6: up. store we went into in the what? corners of Brookfield was the furniture store right there across from the improv in the corner there. Got patio mm-hmm. furniture stuff out front. My cousin works there,
5: actually. It's a great store. I've never walked she, into a furniture store. She's the display store. person there. So she sets up all of those different like, living room sets and so stuff. So I'll talk
4: to her about using her family discount. There's two, so, re- there's two reasons I've ever worked in a furniture store. My dad worked in them my whole life yeah, growing up. So but, I'd go you know, visit dad at work. Yeah. And uh, when I needed furniture, I've never just casually walked oh, in a furniture store, no. just to walk through a furniture store. Who there, does that? There's a store.
6: I don't know the store name. There's a store down in the third, in the third ward on the corner, right across from Milwaukee Public Market. I don't know if you're talking. Like, you know what store I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. So the trolley stop is right there, third ward, right across the street from Public Market on that corner. We get like Christmas ornaments there. We always go in that store. I love walking through it. So that store there, in the corners of Brookfield, kind of reminded me of that. That one, everything way more than I could possibly afford. Right. So what are you doing well, in there? So we, we're Ronnie. wasting time is what I was doing in there waiting for your stupid show. So we walk <laughs> we walk in there and the guy's like, hey man, yeah, thanks for coming in. You guys looking for anything specific? I'm like, no. I said, never even been in this store. I said, really, you've never even been in this mall in general. You live in Oak Creek. He's like, oh. So what are you doing here? I said, oh, I'll go see my buddy over. He's at the improv tonight. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So we start talking. So I go, hey man, I said, uh, how do you get into this place? Because I, I don't... How do you get in? Is it just the door? He's like, oh, no, 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 no. It's an elevator. You take an elevator, and then you go down. And then once you get down the elevator, then then you're in the Oh, umbrella. you didn't park
4: in the parking lot, like I no, told you? No, You shouldn't see Well, first of all, when you say parking lot... Parking garage is what I said. That would
6: anywhere the cars can park. I said parking
4: park garage. Well, I'll, I'll go and check the text. I'm pretty sure I said parking well, garage. Either way, I don't yeah. recall
6: really it. I'm sure you did. I, just, I never looked back at your text to see where I should park. I figured I could park anywhere I wanted. So... Mm. I, so now, get this, Plucker. So now you, I, I'm like, okay, fine. So now we're watching people walk in, and then they're going into, what is it, Bell or Cantina, whatever it is, mm-hmm. right there. So they walk through this door, they come back through. I'm like, okay, so where's the elevator? So there's a door that says improv. So you open the door, you go in, and you come down. So now there's another guy on the elevator with me and Kay.
4: Oh, I never sent you that text. We're, that said park in the parking garage. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Sent that to another friend.
6: Imagine how that works. My uh, bad. Plucker. are you surprised? I'm not. My bad. So... It's get, called priority spark. I exactly, sworn. damn right. No, I That's exactly sworn. what I, I, <laughs> sworn, <laughs> man. I had a lot right. on
4: my mind. All right.
6: Yeah, I hope she was hot that you sent it to. So now I, I, we get down in the, the elevator. So this dude. I didn't know it at the time. Was also looking for the improv. He steps out, goes, oh, must be in the wrong spot. We step out, oh, must be in the wrong spot. And somebody walking by was like, "Hey, if you're looking for the improv, it's right over here." You
4: gotta if you if you don't park in the parking Beautiful. garage, go down into the parking garage, go left, and you'll see a huge improv the, marquee wh- as soon as you turn right. the corner. Yeah.
6: But when you come down the elevator, you all you see are parked cars. Should, they and should have like, signs.
4: They should oh. have signs.
6: I mean, because I Cause thought it was gonna come thing. down. Into the improv. Like, my, I thought I was going to walk out and there's I gonna be a bar
4: there. and My first time, I did the same thing.
6: Or just put a sign up in the damn elevator that says improv to your left.
4: Right. Yes. That would yes. work. That would work, too. So Agreed. eventually we find the improv. Agreed. You just had to complain about something, didn't you? I'm you telling should, you okay. my night. Why right. don't you just Go be ahead.
6: appreciative? So I, we walk over. Now we got to get our tickets from you. So I go up, get get the things. They actually printed out on paper, which is amazing because nowadays nobody prints anything on paper. So we get that, we walk out, boom. Now we go in. So we're waiting. So she's like, How many? I got two. Okay. So then she plays the other two. So there's this like row, and you have like this little tabletop that you're sitting along, all the way down, like a bar ledge almost, all mm-hmm. the way down. Yeah. And then there was another set of seats behind that that were dark. Yeah. So we got the last two seats by the exit row right here. Who did we get sat next to? The dude that was in the elevator. So we sat next to the dude in the elevator uh, the whole time. Fine. So we sat there. Then they put more people behind us in that back section. Yeah. And I was texting with you, amazed that I got cell phone reception where we were, texting with you, and you're like, oh, over 300 people. But it was more than that,
4: huh? I, I, yeah. Was I, was, I, was t- I was told it was about 300 tickets sold when I got there. I got there, like, I don't know, half hour, 45 right. minutes before the show. Um, and I've I've seen that room with 300. I went to the D.L. Hughley late Friday show when he was weekend. here last week. Yeah, um, I'd never seen it with more than 300, which at, at which point they have, like, a removable wall right. in the back of the room that opens up. Which would have been behind where we were sitting. To at. another section. Right. And they had, I didn't realize, because you can't see the back of the room from the stage. There are Clearly. Bright, there are bright lights yes. that kind of darken out the back of the room if you're sure. standing up on stage. So I don't. I usually, after my set, I'll go to the back of the room. I like to watch comedy live. They have a closed-circuit TV feed in the green room, which is awesome. That's, like, very, very classy. Um, but I, I just prefer to watch it live. So I was walk out and stand in the back of the room and watch the show. So I went to go stand in the back of the room, and I was like, first of all, I was like, oh, my God, the back of the room is way back there. <laughs> it is not where I usually stand. <laughs> right. And secondly, there is nowhere to stand in the back of the room. So I right. took my ass backstage watch and, and watch the whole show from there yeah, yeah. Like, it was packed. amazing dude elizabeth k from uh the mix she was there which was awesome i didn't see her i saw her i saw her uh, husband is it yeah. her husband Eric. are they married now yes okay. they've been married right. for a long okay. time i don't know it's cool though
6: <laughs> um yeah so she was there celebrating her birth and she had a bunch of people there so that was awesome uh so we were all hanging out watching uh, and it was good, man. You opened up, did your bit. Now, you just said you did a different opening monologue each of the three days, Friday, Saturday, up. Sunday.
4: So from Friday, I kept three minutes in my set Saturday, and from Saturday, I kept three minutes in my set from Sunday but changed everything else. Got you. So altogether, I did, I don't know.
6: So Friday's first show, you said, was really 25, good, 25, Yes. attendance-wise. Yeah. Second show, not as well, but it's like 9.30, 9.45. Then Saturday night's first show was bigger than Friday's. Yes. Saturday's second show was better than Friday's.
4: Then I have not talked to you since Sunday then. was kind of a small crowd. Was what it? A, but Smaller. a good crowd. Yeah, it was, probably right, right around 100. Yeah, it was yeah. probably right around 100 for the Sunday night show. Jay Moore. Amazing, dude. and Because and, uh, now you have to meet him instead of just interviewing him on the radio, which yeah, you yeah. did three
6: times prior yeah. to actually getting there. Dude,
4: first thing when I when I met him, for I, I had him on the radio show three times, so I guess we had built a rapport yeah. or whatever. As soon as I see him, he gives me a big bear hug and thanks me. He thanks me for having him on the show and for coming. And, and I was like, dude, thank you. You're Jay Moore, but I understand I'm opening it for you.
6: As he told you on your show, this was his first show. Literally, I mean, yes. the, it's called the Out of Rehab Tour, but literally, he's, yeah, he's not done out the show of rehab. Yeah. since he got out of rehab. So, Milwaukee was his first stop, yes. and he tells the story Dude. in his bit about how jacked he was in Tempe or Phoenix in Arizona. About his last time on stage before he essentially (laughs) got banished by everybody. He
4: got banned by the improv. Right. Like three months ago, he was banned by the improv. Correct.
6: Then ended up having to go to rehab Mm -hmm. because he was so jacked up. So to hear that story, to me, I think he didn't tell it to way later in the monologue. But if he would have told that earlier, he would have won the room right there. Because everybody would have been like, dude, I'm with you no matter what now. But he waited till later to tell it. And even after that, then everybody was just going nuts when he was all done cheering
4: him. Such, I mean, such a great dude, though, man. I, I, I Just from watching him, I, I learned so much about comedy over the weekend. Watching him do five hours over the course of the weekend and, and it was how much of that
6: was different dude, or the same
4: switching out stuff every night every set it was incredible and and an even better dude and he he did not he did not have to be we 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 he, we had a, a bit of a bromance going over the course of the weekend. jay moore is just a great great dude and i've always thought he was a really good comedian and uh, tracy morgan once told me comedy comes from struggle the dude has had some struggles recently, and he is better than he's ever been. Man, Tracy if, Morgan, the guy that told you to quit radio so you yes, could struggle? Yeah. Who doesn't um, know anything about yeah, radio, he knows, clearly. Uh, he does not, not know I'm struggling. About radio. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, Jay Moore is ju- just su- like just such a... Awesome comic and an even better dude, man. And I could and and the improv like I couldn't I couldn't have asked for a better weekend. Everybody over there, the staff, just top notch. There's a couple of things. Oh my god! First
6: of all, I'm proud of you.
4: Thank you um, for not swearing
6: nearly as much as you did years ago when I saw you. Oh no, you swore a little bit, but not nearly as bad as it used to be. So. I appreciated that. Different
4: material. I mean, right. I still swear.
6: Yeah. So that was good. So it wasn't nearly as bad. Uh, the second guy, Maxwell, could have been a family comic. He was very good. I mean, he was clean. You could have brought your kids Mike to his Maxwell's show. Dude. He was very good mm-hmm. uh, and very relatable. And more, Jay Moore, also had some relatable things in there as well. And the funny thing was, as he was saying stuff that was inappropriate, and everybody laughed. he's like, you're already there. You're uh, you're already coming with me. It's too late to go back. And every time it would happen, I was like, it's true. So like, just keep following the breadcrumbs. I'll just keep bringing you along. And it was funny. Like, there was a lot of stuff that he says, like, damn, he's right about that. And it's just everyday stuff. Like, he wasn't reaching no. for trying to come up with material. No. It was just stuff that happens in everyday life that you don't realize is actually kind of funny. Until Jay Moore pointed it out how funny some of the stupid stuff
4: was. He was so good, dude. So yeah. good. It and was, it was, it was very, it was, it was, it was a good show. Everything about the weekend was just top-notch. Like every. just everything, man. Yeah, great, good. great, great. Glad weekend. it went well. It was awesome. When
6: I left Rami, he had some crazed dude talking to him. I was like, okay, we gotta go. See you later. Bye-bye. I'm not sure how that went, but I was out. I Same. walk up to Rami. He had like a drunk couple talking to him. Got rid of them. So then it was me and Robbie K. No, oh, no, no,
4: no. That guy was cool. The guy I was talking to before you, that guy was weird. Um, the guy that came when we were getting
6: yeah, ready no, to leave—that guy,
5: guy was cool. He was all right. That guy was totally cool. I didn't yeah, know who he was. Totally fine. He came up, introduced himself. I was like,
6: nah, I don't know who this I is. I want to
4: say his name is Doug. Big time listener of the show. He said he listens to all yeah. the shows all yeah, the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, So, so he uh, was good. Yeah, awesome dude. Good, really oh, good dude. Good. Thanks to everybody who came out. But the ones before that, they were a little weird. The ones who were at the bar, yeah. who I like, made a beeline yeah. for you as yeah. soon as I saw you walk out the door. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was waiting for you, dude. You were. Yes, to give give me something to. You're lucky I checked
6: my phone because otherwise
4: we would have been long gone. Uh, All right, Robin, what's coming up on your show? On the show today is Team Sparky Pfeiffer. Out of the gates, out of the gates. Is this game tonight losable, and is it panic time if they lose? Do
6: you listen to Plucker and Jeff Rieger? Mm -hmm. No
4: chance You don't think this game is losable? They say they They simply do not
6: have any talent on that team. Okay.
4: All right. That's coming up at 3 o'clock. You don't Uh, seem as convinced. Some guy, I don't know, Sam booked this guy to come on the show every week. Gary Ellerson? I guess he played for the Packers and the Badgers. I don't know. He's going to join me at 345. We'll talk some Aaron Rodgers and some interesting interesting comments by one anonymous NFL executive about your quarterback. That's coming up at 4 o'clock. And Tim Allen of the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin Baseball postgame show. He'll join me, talk some brewers and uh, some draft mockery at 430. Who did you say the anonymous comments were about? Aaron Rodgers. Uh... <laughs> Have you seen these?
6: Uh, yeah. I think I think we've done that. I think.
4: I think if it's the ones
6: that you're talking about from CBS Sports Radio. Mm-mm.
4: No, this is Mike Sandoz' column at The Athletic.
6: Oh, no. The ones we saw were last week when they wrote a piece on Aaron Rodgers and Matt Ryan, Father Time, catching up with both of them. Oh, no, no, And no, these no. executives went in on Aaron Rodgers' performance on Monday. One of them saying, you think if he's this bad in a couple of weeks, they'll trade him. Ooh. was one of them, to Jason Lockin' for in his piece on CBS Sports.
4: Yeah, they're not trading him. But in, it, it, you just wait and see what one NFL executive has to say about number 12. That's coming up at 4 o'clock on the show. Sounds good. Is it John Lynch? No. No, 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 no. It's an anonymous, anonymous executive. Oh, so we it could be John Lynch. Be, yeah, it could be.
6: Could be
0: John Lynch.
4: Could be Brian Gutekunst. Don't.
6: <laughs> oh, wow. I almost just swore. I never thought about that. Coming up next, <laughs> Robbie McAuliffe. He's going to make you think for three hours. Doodles.